Kyle, my dude. Hello. Welcome to the show, dude. I really appreciate you uh, carving out some time in your busy day and uh, making an appearance in the compound on the show. So appreciate it. Yeah, I'm stoked, man. I mean, like especially considering like the mix, like the mix of guests you got that you picked up over the last yeah, dude, it's six months. Crazy. It's crazy. I don't understand. Yeah. It's weird, man. It's weird to be honest. You just get into it and then you start to ask people and then I was like, you go through your and you're like, these people are very different from each other. Yeah. Tough, but um, with that being said, uh, we'll kind of get into all that stuff as we go. But take me through, just so people get to know kind of who you are. Take me through as um, your kind of journey or your story from. Uh, we can go from your like life, kind of leaving high school, your transition there to kind of where we are now. Yeah, uh, it's we'll a it's been a weird journey because like I, I know like I grew up in like Muskoka. Everyone usually goes does like the straight line. Mm-hmm. Where it's like high school, university, and then yeah. job, family, and I just did the opposite. Yeah. Like I made the most confusing, ridiculous type of like twisting turns. Nice. Because <laughs> nice. I, uh, I know I graduated after I finished high school. I, was, I wanted to teach. Right. And like my mom was a teacher, so I was like, yeah, that's fair. Why not? Yeah, it's cool. I'll try it out. Yeah, and like I know what the job is like, so I went to school for two and a half years, yeah. and then half of your second year started a marketing company like started nice. doing freelance stuff yeah. and just kind of realized that that's just kind of my calling nice it's like is talking to people and media and marketing what kind of made that transpire like did you just all of a sudden one day wake up and you go nope this is what I'm doing from now on or was it like a series of events like take me through that it was a lot of just kind of like fate and coincidence honestly yeah how so so there was a, I guess it was, I guess it would be 2017, they, they, there used to be like a business competition called like Be Your Own Boss. Okay. And like a lot of, a lot ton of universities have them. Yeah. Where you just pitch a business idea and just try it out. Like it's just like a PowerPoint pitch. Yeah. And it's built for students that just want to start some, something from scratch. Oh, nice. And I just had this, like I'd, I'd started writing poetry at that point. Yeah. And didn't have time for work. Because the first two years of university, I was doing, like, varsity sport. Like, I was on two different varsity sports teams. Nice. So, that between that and school... No time. No. 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 And so, at that point, I was like, you know, I need something yeah. to get paid. And so, looking back, it was really not a good idea, honestly. <laughs> but I, I called it poetry-inspired marketing. Nice. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I tried to make this pitch for a solid, like, year straight. Yeah. To anyone who listened about the like, you know, like you should pay me for content creation and like birthday and Christmas cards that are mm. have that are that are poetry. Interesting. Yeah, like I started with just making custom poems, and huh. yeah, interesting. Now, would you have like themes for everything? Obviously, like depending on the holidays and stuff, like you'd have, probably have more Christmas versus birthdays, but do you have like a standard of how you would do that or did you like just have templates and stuff? Or I made something? templates. Yeah. So I, like I just, I sat, like, so I sat down and made themes around the mall and just gathered a bunch of stock images and I mean, it was pretty like, it's pretty rough mm-hmm. because I, I barely <laughs> know how to use Photoshop, obviously. Right. And I was only not even, yeah, I was 19. Mm-hmm. And just thought, like, hey, I can run a business. Why not? 
Why not just make like custom cards? At 19, eh? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> with zero experience. Zero. It's the and... best way to do it, man. Like you just gotta try it. We start off everything with no experience though, right? So in the grand scheme of well, things. Absolutely. And that was the best part of it, I think. Yeah. Because I mean looking back, I'm really glad I did. Nice. Because with so like like I start I called the company Poetry Ghost. Mm-hmm. And that's still it's what it's named what called now, except it's, you know, more involved in actually a legit company with Yeah, you're able to Make money off it. Yeah. yeah, and it has real products, not just nice. because the like, especially making like those poetry like poetry cards for people and mm-hmm. trying to sell this idea that you should that you should pay me to do your writing yeah. for marketing, right? Because of poetry, it's ridiculous. I was gonna say it's kind of yeah. The concept is it's unique. It's very unique. Yeah. I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go as far to say it's absurd or ridiculous at all. Like, I think it depends on, I'm sure there's a market for every, for it, right? Like there's a market yeah. for everything if you can find it. Um, so I think that's, that's really cool. You're able to kind of turn that something that you were doing and then make well, a profiting business from it, right? Like, isn't that kind of the whole point or the goal well, yeah. of these things? Like, Hey, whatever I'd like to do, let's just make some money doing it. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it was, it's, it's, it was a fun journey too, because you know, like, I, I'm kind of blessed in a way that I made such a unique sort of, like, proposition. Yeah. Because it was so hard to position and pitch to people. But also, so, like, there's that, but then also, I didn't have any experience whatsoever in marketing. Right. And so, it just took a ton of psychology and just specific words and, like, even... Like, yeah, yeah. it just became a, like, it just, I had, I had it down to a science that I would walk in a room and meet someone and shake their hand and then be able to read them and figure out, like, which one of three phrases, phrases I should say first to describe my business that would appeal to them. Yeah. Now then, with that being said, what was your philosophical, like, philosophical approach to that? Like, how did you, or sorry, your, yeah, your, like, sorry, your psychological approach to the beginning of that, like, where did you like dive into that thought process of figuring out, Oh, I need to, I, this is kind of brand new. How'd you start? Like, what was step one? I think honestly, step one was just trying to find ways to appeal to the emotion. Yeah. Because I can't, like I realized the over the years and I mean, I'll tell clients this too yeah. and people and like just anyone, like anyone trying to start a company, that sort of like younger, like early twenties even now. Like, yeah. Well, at this point, early twenties. Early twenties, yeah. That um, it's all about appealing to them, and knowing whether you have to sell the idea of something mm-hmm. or a product. Right. Because I was selling the idea of poetry-inspired marketing content. Right. Which is very different than the physical product. What they'd be buying through that. Yeah. Pro- process. Right. Because I mean it. You know, like, I could have done anything with it. Fact, like, yeah. the writing the cards, I guess, stopped after a, after a while, because I realized, like, this is not working really well, and I'm not, I'm not I don't want to work for Hallmark, so... Yeah, fair, <laughs> fair. They have a nice store, though. Like, they have nice stores. They so. really do, you yeah. know? Like, yeah. like just, like, if you think about it, you know, like, it was, at one point, I did have this, like, I envisioned a bunch of cards that I wrote, yeah. and, like, a Bath and Body Works type of shelf, where it just, like, it stands yeah. out. And it blends Ooh, and... that'd be awesome. That'd be right? cool. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. Do you have like a um, thinking back on it? Do you have like a card that you sold that you were convinced wouldn't sell? 
or like one that was like, ah, I'll just see how this goes, or like a memorable number one favorite, or honestly, like I think that. it was the one where I wrote once a card for someone whose grandmother had passed, and or she was passing, which yeah, it's it's a uh, this like this, I feel like this is like a really good example of how like I, like how the roads have been just all over the place. Yeah. Because I thought it was a, I thought it was great. And so I actually made that into a template <laughs> and and tried to pursue the idea of making a sympathy card based on <laughs> this Dude. what I made for a client. <laughs> Come on. And cuz it was it was pretty beautiful. Like the Why? writing was great. Yeah. But the as soon as I as soon as I like re- put it online, I think I only saw like what a person messaged me and wanted to customize it. Ah. And then I was like, alright, this is, uh, I gotta move on from this. Yeah, and they're like, hey, we want to take your very, uh, moderately simple idea, but, like, change the whole thing. It's yeah. Like, oh. Which is, mm, it's fair. Right, yeah. You know, I get, it is kind of, like, it's a good idea, right? But, mm. I don't know. But it, it, because it's, like, that's something that, over the years, like, I've changed up what I've done a lot. Right. And so I've, I've, I went from being an outsourced partner with, for agencies to writing web copy, mm-hmm. to doing podcast marketing, to hosting two podcasts at once, yeah, and then all at the same time like helping charities with fundraising, nice, and like content like campaigns for like their Giving Tuesdays that type of thing, yeah. So it's been a little like it's kind of great. That's pretty cool. There's a lot of community involvement there for sure. Yeah, but I think I know it's it's kind of crucial. Like so. looking back. Like, kind of crucial to where you are now, or just crucial in general? In general. Yeah. Like, it's, like, being part of the community is, like, it's always been something that I find is, like, it's a crucial part of, like, your development of yourself, almost, in a way. Mm. Because, which is cliche to say, but I feel there's, like, it's not, it's, it's not just, like, the surface level of, like, it teaches you how to be a good person. Yeah. I feel like it goes deeper into the whole idea of, like, um, it shows you all the different types of people in the world. Right. Because then you're able to see the different personalities and the motivations and, like, how to work with them, I guess. Right. That's fascinating. I think that's a lot of... I like the reason of that being a good way to kind of develop personally and improve on, like, yourself... Just simply see... It's a perspective thing, right? I think at the end of the day, and I think that's why people gravitate towards it or they want to get involved. It could be the sense of, like, helping out community or that sense of, like, you're feeling good and you're fulfilled and you're doing it for a good cause. And then that's the reason people do a lot of different stuff, right? Well, yeah, and especially when it comes to charity work. You know, like, Mm -hmm. there's... there's, I can't remember who told me this. It was was years ago at this point. But they... They told me that, because I asked them about getting involved, and, you know, like, I want to get some, like, like, marketing, business, fundraising experience with charities, and they, they kind of put it like this, where there's the type of volunteering where you just put in time, and, like, you work, like, with soup kitchens, and you offer time, and then there's the other type of volunteering where you offer experience, and you sort of challenge yourself to fit into, like, the mold of the charity. Oh, okay. But still kind of be yourself in a way. Right. Like, there's two sort of spectrums where it's... And, I mean, over the years, I've done, like, a mixture of both. Mm -hmm. But, like, that was a really good piece of advice that 
I got because I was able to like hand pick yeah. different people to work with and like over the years there's been some really just out of the box charities that have like helped create marketing plans for like those there's a in Bo in Boston there's a charity where they help adults with, adults with autism find jobs. Interesting. Yeah, that's cool. That's really cool. What was that like? It was actually kind of cathartic. Because my younger brother, so my brother's two years younger and he's autistic. Mm -hmm. And when I soon as I saw the charity, it just kind of clicked because I didn't really, like, I remember that my parents would talk about how, like, hopefully they, when my brother graduates high school, he can find a job. But they, no one really gives him a chance. No way. Like, because it's, well, it's a dependency and, you know. Yeah, man. For sure. And, well, it's also like, I mean, look. Like they, they're they're not sure if they can pull off the job, right? And so like the that charity in Boston, it was interesting because I was able to kind of like it really clicked, mm -hmm. just not like how tough it actually is, and the hiring protocols and like other health charities and like there was it was was it two thousand eighteen I think it was mm -hmm. that I did a bunch of just. Like sort of not not quite like outreach type stuff right. for a charity that sends medical supplies to like Africa and different cool, um, yeah. third world like not Uganda but like very specific un just unrecognized countries in Africa yeah. through suitcases. Huh. I, I, That's pretty cool. That's yeah. Cool stuff. Wow. So it's been like it's been it's kind of great because it's not paid. Right. But looking back, I would still do the same thing all over again. Just because yeah, it's... Um, like, and you probably found this, too, with this, like, random project you've worked, worked on over the years, mm -hmm. that, like, it's kind of that experimentation and seeing all the different goals and, like, the ways that even if someone's like, yeah, I just want to get more donations or mm -hmm. we just need more volunteers, it's different for every single charity. Right. Interesting. I had a, um, it's funny you mentioned that because I've had, uh, the main one I could think of, like the biggest bulk, um, experience I had with that, obviously like the weekend event stuff here and there. Um, not so much as I've gotten older, which is probably not ideal, you know? <laughs> but it's not like the older I get, the less I help the community. It's more just, it's geared differently, but yeah, no, it's honestly right. Like yeah. you're, you're more focused cause you like, you know how you can actually help. I feel like. Right, and it's more like a help in the grand scheme of things and then help, like, just not be a shitty human. Yeah. Which is very... It's tough. We'll get into that every time. Um, but anyways, um, so I did a two-week service trip to uh, Ecuador in, like, 2018. No way. Um, yeah, so that was a blast. And to kind of your point, when it comes to that type of stuff... It was through me to we, but seeing each different like facilitator a part of that community in the villages there and how that like one person's sole life focus was bringing water to that specific village. Oh man. Which like couldn't find them on a map. Be like, but you can look and be like this chunk of shrubbery and bush is where X amount of 140, 150 people live and it's just one guy's sole focus is bringing water as a resource to this community. And that's his life focus. That's wild. It's it's kind of crazy, right? And it's like yeah. they, the passion they have 
for things like that's what it is, right? It's the passion you see on these people's faces when this guy's showing me a filtration system for the water mm -hmm. and he's like in tears telling me how they got it. And he's like, and we were shipping it, we were boating it eight hours down the river in the pouring rain. And I mean, like, Amazon pouring rain. Which is not committed, too, because Ant, like, ridiculous. Amazonian rain is, it's, it's, not even, it's not rain, it's, like, downpour. Right, and, and I can't explain and that, I can't explain that enough. Like, if you don't, if you haven't experienced it, you can't really grasp an understanding from, like, the hardest rain we have here is just not, a, is, like, double that, and that's kind of normal. Yeah. And the majority of the time, it's more than that. So it's kind of, excuse me, it's kind of off and on like that, rain-wise, but seeing kind of the passion people have for doing things like that in those countries, specifically when there's that much more work mm -hmm. and effort that goes into it, it's, this guy's telling me, like, how they're trying to bring clean food and, like, they're trucking buckets of water, like, dirty water from the river over, like, they're walking 10 kilometers to where he's got this net, which is basically, like, I would think of it as a screen we have on our right. windows pouring this dirty water in it and that's step one and you're like uh so we just got to get it here and then that's step one right and that, that like, goes into honestly, it honestly that reminds me of like i know like that like that age-old phrase when like yeah. like when kids complain about how they have to take a bus to school yeah. the parents are like well in my day we walked up uphill both ways and through the snow yeah, and we had to climb trees on our hands yeah. <laughs> It always gets more exaggerated the more they tell you, eh? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, every time that... Like, I mean, I was lucky and my grandparents never really did, did but yeah. we grew up in the middle of... Like, in... in Mis I, I was in the area of Muskoka where it was just, I was in the middle of nowhere. Right. What area of Muskoka? Uh, Milford Bay, actually. Yeah? Because I know... You've been to Halliburton? Yeah. That's as close as I've probably been to. Like, that's... I've been there a bunch of times. So, it's... So... I worked at an outdoor center there, so... Yeah, so Milford Bay is kind of, like, uh, equal to, like, some of this really tiny, like, hamlets on the edge of Halberton. Oh, no kidding. Where... Yeah, okay. So there's, like, there's the, sort of, like, the area I grew up, and then to go to school, you have to go into, you go into town. Mm -hmm. And then, if you turned right on the highway instead, yeah. then you hit, like, the tourist area of Port mm -hmm. Carling in Muskoka. Yeah, okay. That's and so it's, like, right between... Uh, like if you blink you're gone through it kind of thing honestly you're like yeah no facts yeah <laughs> like and it's it's wild because i mean yeah. like when you it was great for exercise and like mm -hmm. especially when i was doing varsity sports and i went home for the summer then i just had endless amount of roads to do biking that's and shit awesome. like that yeah, but that's pretty cool so where'd you uh you said you went to laurentian yeah school yeah what was that like what was that like uh education like I uh I don't really I don't really remember to be honest. Fair. Just probably be, a good thing. First but, year's a write off anyway. Right. Well, it's it's funny because I guess it's not that I don't remember because I was drinking too much. It's because I was so busy. <laughs> <laughs> like I drank too, you know. Like there was a time when <laughs> I like that I didn't imply that, and you're just like, oh, yeah, I wasn't drinking. I'm like, I don't know if I believe yeah. you now. But well, I mean, yeah, there was there was yeah. that, you know, like there was there was there was one night in first year when I had like. I think I had to go home for reading week. My goal was to finish. I had 19 cans of beer left in the fridge. Yeah. And my goal was to finish all of them because I was an idiot. <laughs> and I didn't want to have them left in the fridge when I left. I don't blame you. Yeah. yeah and so I got to 16 out of 19 Jeez. in one night, which was insane. That's a lot. 
So she's like, you're not the bi- you're not a big big guy. So no. I'm like, oh no. Well, it's it's kind of like looking back. I don't understand at all. Like I I cannot fathom how I did it because no. I was only 160 pounds Jesus. and was training four to six hours a day. Right. And sleeping four hours a day. What were you training for? Like what were the sports? I know you mentioned it, but you never mentioned. Uh, it. So varsity rowing and nice. curling. Interesting. That's an interesting mix. Now, why those two? Like, what was your... Do you have past experience? With curling, I did, yeah. yeah. Like, I played curling for 10 years. Oh, nice. So, I played, like, competitively in high school. Jeez. And then, I... You know, looking back, I... You know, like, and if, like... Just, like, just a pro tip for anyone out there that is in university and sees a few sports and they're, like, or, like, they're good at multiple sports and you think it's a great idea to do both, it's not. <laughs> Honestly, because I, so the, you know, like with the curling, it was great because there's yeah. only a few practices. But then I saw varsity rowing mm-hmm. and just sort of like, it was, it's on the water and the training and the work ethic. And yeah. I don't know what called me to do it, right. but I committed 110%. It was nice. nuts. Right on. For two Jeez. years straight. And Man, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. Like, and looking back, it was. I mean, it was a really big part of my growth because I was, right. like, I learned a work ethic mm-hmm. and also just, like, how to get past pain, which is a big part of it. Dude, it's huge, man. It's huge for sure. Wow. Now, switching gears a bit, um, I want to know, um, so you kind of do a bit of comedy, you do a bit of, like, poetry when yeah. it comes to those kind of things, right? More as passion projects, right? Then Yeah. So... What's kind of the difference in your mind? Like, how does writing comedy stories, like the storytelling process, change when writing for comedy versus when writing in poetry? Like, how does that story change? How do you approach that? The, I think the perspective changes, or rather, the information that you take in mm-hmm. and use changes. Right. And so, with poetry you're really going for, like, for the emotion and the image and the story, and you want to really, like, grasp the reader's attention and just keep it there. Right. So from, like, the first line of poetry, you know, like, if you say, like, trees were blue until one branch died. Mm-hmm. That doesn't really make sense as a line, but, like, you can see in your eyes that you're like, yeah. what? Okay. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Whereas, like, with comedy, yeah. um... It's like you make it more clear. Like right. you kind of just hand, at least with my approach to comedy, I find, which is very much like a lot of like wordplay and like very subtle jokes and a lot of mm-hmm. layers of sarcasm almost. Right. Where if I was, if I was going to do the same thing with comedy, it'd be like, have you ever noticed that, or rather, um, you know, when I woke up one day and I saw a bunch of trees were blue... But then I realized I just had my UV glasses on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it's ridiculous, but it's it's that more yeah. clear, direct approach. Right. Of like, here's here's the here's the joke. Yeah. Here's the topic. Yeah. And then here's the punchline. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you on which you want to grab onto. Uh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense. And then, but with poetry, you kind of give them the punchline right away so to speak and like you kind of hand them the whole package oh that's a really good way of putting it no that makes a lot of sense 
Wow, because I know it's both like a similar form of storytelling, but yeah, it's just so I guess a piece of what the story is you're giving them. It could be the yeah. setup, the metaphor, the punchline, everything. And it huh. and it, it all depends too on what you're going for. Yeah, you know, like like because there, there's so many different types of comedy. Right. Like there's the one-liners, and then there's the guys who spend five minutes talking about like a really, a, a just a really awkward sexual experience. Yeah. And then there's the... It's just outrageous. Yeah. So outrageous that it's funny. Honestly, yeah, right? Like, it's not yeah. really even that funny if they weren't, weren't a ridiculous... Like, like, Theo Vaughn is a good example. Yeah, great example. Dude. Yeah. That, like, just his stories of where he came from. Yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. They're... It's not, it's not really even that humorous. No. It's just the absurdity of it. Yeah, and I think you pair that with his ability to deliver it candidly. Like, it's no big deal. Because to him, it is no big deal. Yeah. So I think that, and then people's reactions, he still stays neutral. And I think his ability to do that is what kind of made him oh, absolutely. jump to mainstream. Yeah, and, and that's the thing that's I, that I find really interesting about comedy at this point. Because, I mean, I've, I've been going to comedy shows and, like, poetry and art and, yeah. like, avant-garde music and just everything in between right. for seven, yeah, six, seven years. Mm -hmm. And, like, that's kind of... And I think that, like, what I love about comedy the most is that there's more room for creativity. Than poetry? Yeah, honestly. Interesting. What way? You can just, you can play around with it more, and you can change your angle, but still say the same thing so many different, like, so many ways. Honestly. Uh, okay, I see what you're saying. Because, like, you can write poetry and you know, like, there's, like, a, a dozen or so types mm -hmm. of poetry. Like, there's limericks and sonnets and... All this other other shit, right? But sure, dude, you're the expert, not me. Well, there's like so there's yeah. like like the like the Irish like play on words where it's mm -hmm. kind of like goofy, like yeah. a drinking song. Kind I of. could probably tell you the difference between the genres if you were to go give me an example and give me an example. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, this is different than that. Yeah, but I could disassociate the two, but I wouldn't be able to tell you what kind. Well, and that's like, and so that's what I mean. That comedy, there's it's more of a gray line, right? Like, in, in poetry and in music, there's kind of, like, a definitive line between yeah. sounds and style. But in comedy, I don't know, there's, just, there's something that I really fucking love about how it's kind of gray. Mm -hmm. Like, you can make, you can make say the same joke in three different ways. And the punchline is in a, is in a different place. Mm -hmm. And the call, like, or, well, the callback, so to speak, where, like, you make the punchline. You say something that's sort of like a misnomer. Right. And then you say something that refers to your punchline again. Huh. And so, like the ways you can play with that, and and there's some brilliant, like someone like like Cole Leonard, yeah, the comedian comes to mind in suburb for that because he'll make some of his jokes, he'll change up how he does them, and he'll just name drop like, um, he'll name drop like the Holocaust, mm -hmm. for example, and then he'll be like, you know, I uh, and that, or then he'll make like a joke about anti-semitism yeah. in the same sentence as the holocaust right it's how he strings it together and delivers it yeah because uh, in the like in the crowd and i mean he's one of those interesting yeah. guys where you don't even like you don't know what to expect right but there is there's something like there's something magical about the amount of space that you have to work with the comedy that's awesome switching gears now um as we were just kind of talking um with the storytelling and stuff how did you... Because here's the thing. I'll tell you something pretty cool. 
Um, for the longest time, I was like, hey, you know, I'm the only uh, show in Sudbury that I knew of. Yeah. And then um, David Kurt with Late City Realty mm -hmm. and you yep. were the only two other people who I knew were doing something. And then I came to like notice and then I was like, oh, other people have had shows longer. Cool. Yeah. So kind of understanding all that, how'd you get into podcasting? Uh, it was actually kind of by just random fluke. Like I had a friend that actually, or I met John Borowski, <laughs> who was a school of architecture student, like, or grad. Mm -hmm. And I met him at a business event and, and, he, and it turns out he had a show in CKLU and he, did, he was like, yo man, come on the show. Nice. Like we'll just talk about random shit. Like whatever, yeah. Yeah. And then I did, I went on the, on the radio and immediately he was like, that was great, dude. Like, do you want to come on again? So the week after. Like, yeah, I'd I, love to. Honestly, like, cause like there was a chemistry there yeah. and there's something about, I don't know. It's just like, there's something about the way that I was able to share information, but also mm. just have fun with it. Right. And all it took was two interviews and me and him became co-hosts. That's cool, man. And just That's started really interviewing cool. business owners nice. and it was, it was fucking wild. Yeah. And then like, in a way that by the time that the show, like by the second year of the show, um, we had like, we had, a, we had, a, we had, a, had an episode every week, but I started putting together panels. So I would find two entrepreneurs mm -hmm. that are slightly different, but in the same like industry or like similar, similar personalities. Yeah. And so I'd pair together two, two business owners every single week for a whole, like a whole year and a half. Wow. And at one point, it brought three people on the show. Yeah. Like a painter, a DJ, and a uh, a blind hip-hop producer. All on the same show. A what? A blonde? Like, blind. Oh, blind. <laughs> like, can't I see. mean, that would I was be like, great I was like, interesting, <laughs> interesting distinction to mention. Like, what does that characteristic yeah. <laughs> have to do with anything? You didn't mention anything. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we got this DJ, this businesswoman, and this uh, blonde dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like, that's like you know the guy, like that that blonde dude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that one. So, yeah, that's a show. Like, actually, I mean, there's a ton of great comedy podcasts. Yeah. That run with that. Like, I mean, especially because that's kind of not where the inspiration came from. Right. But seeing the mixes like that and a lot of cool comedy podcasts, like they will not to beat a dead horse, but they'll take that concept. So they like their show will be like. It's, 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 or, uh, the Glenn podcast yeah. with a blonde brunette yeah. and a gray hair and like, and they'll, and it'll just be three random yeah. strangers that All each have the color just hair. Just fit the description, eh? Yeah. Jeez. I, and I mean. Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> and it's kind of funny because it, it's kind of like that though, like when it came to making pairings, mm -hmm. because you kind of want them to like, to come together. Mm-hmm but also kind of show how they're different. So like when, when one person spoke, then it triggered an idea or thought or like yeah. experience from the other person. But then at the same time, it also highlighted the subtle differences between like a, a death doula and someone who does um, like long-term death care. Right. Or like, uh, someone who does yoga and someone who works for CMHA on the same show. Mm-hmm. Like, the oh, very Yeah. Did you... What was kind of... You want to share it? 
um, your uh, like reach out strategy? Like, how do you contact all these people? Just fire them a DM, email them mostly. Yeah, just literally those two kind of thing. And I mean, because I a lot also of got, people want to do it, right? Yeah, I mean, a so. ton of people do, and I also got really lucky that I went like I I was always in the community, going to events, seeing uh, things, going to art shows, and like YPA events, and just really anything. Mm-hmm. Like it was looking back, it was it was. Over, I overdid it. Like, it was overkill. But I was... When I was 22, 23, yeah. I was going to three or four events a day. Jeez. Of, like... Jeez. Like from, like, an art opening to, like, a oh. music concert to some sort of, like, uh, wow. business thing. Yeah. And even I was committed because... Like, that's what you got to do, right? Yeah. Like, that's... As what you're doing and as the business grows, you need to be in the community doing that honestly right like i grew up hearing you know like you just got to put your feet in the ground and i just took it eh? but it's facts yeah and when you take it that literal it works like then so that's how you got that's how i met all the people for the show just over the years or just by honestly just like randomly looking on facebook yeah and just seeing coming across people that like seem interesting right and and i would I would kind of pay attention to like, oh, what are they, what are, what are they attending, or like, if I want to start doing shows that are more socially conscious, mm-hmm. then, you know, like I found out about a, it was like a, they, it was a, they had like death cafes, and so you went and you just talked about death. What? And yeah, it's it's, a- it's it's a big thing in England and Britain. How have you have you been to any? I'm uh, sure three of them. Where like in Sudbury? Or? Yeah. It was uh, Joy Weirta, actually. Shout out to Joy for that, because they were amazing. Like, the experience was wild. Tell me what that was like, dude. Jesus. It is strange. I'll be honest, I would go just to understand, like, just to wrap it, but if you give me a good enough of a description, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, That's just not my... uh, It's, uh... be intrigued, but... It's... It's it's one of those things that you have to go into it emotionally and mentally prepared... I don't. I wouldn't but, know how to approach preparing for it mentally and emotionally. That'd be my thing. I would have to like. Yeah. Gen, I would have to dive into it. So I don't know. I mean, I went into it unprepared, but it the like the the brilliant thing about it was that there was table prompts. Right. So you walked in, and oh, so okay. everyone is a stranger, yeah. and you sit down at a random table. Right. And there's just like a bunch of like like where the business cards are. Like yeah. those would be prompts of like. Um, how do you like? How would you want to die? Or like, what would you want to? What would you? What would you want your family to know Whoa. before you die? And it's just it's it was incredible because it created conversation around it. So what? it's not as terrifying. I like. I love that. That's mm, that's pretty cool. Yeah, kind of terrifying, but I'm glad there was a. I'm glad there seems to be, from what you're saying, a structure to them. Yeah. Which kind of made it... It's an open-ended structure, right? But it's like, hey, here's... We're going to give you the tools to kind of... Well, it's community, it, it's, community, it's community-driven as well, where, like... So they're given the tools yeah. and the prompts. And because, like, the... Especially, the like, the... It was mostly women that went. Yeah. And mostly women over 50. Whoa. And so they're... It like it was I wouldn't have amazing watching that. Whoa, yeah. ah, dude! Seeing them talk about it, I mean, you know, like it. There were moments that someone would, like would cry, but it's good. Like mm-hmm. in that in the whole like mindfulness and 
process dealing with emotions kind of thing, it's better to cry about it way before it happens because then you can actually like prepare yourself and understand the emotion that you feel. It's kind of like a gateway you have to go through. Honestly. Or a passage, write a passage, you have to go, what? Yeah. You kind of become uncomfortable. You become like at peace with the inevitable. Pretty much. What? Well, I mean, it reminds me of like, I don't know if you've like, if you watch Yes Theory, like. Yeah, man, I was actually just like checking a video earlier. So it's like the seek discomfort. Right. Quote. And then there's, um. Yes, that whole ideology, eh? Yeah. Jeez. Now, I want to know, how the hell did you, how'd you find out about that? Like, what did, (laughs) what do you, because at first, I was like, oh, a deaf, I heard that, honestly, dude, at first I heard deaf cafe, I'm like, oh, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's deaf in there? Actually, I think they're, the, and like, I think they're I'm sure there's too. something like that, yeah. too, that's gotta be, it doesn't sound too off. <laughs> like, off instead of, like, they just all meet up, and they all just sign? Just, yeah. yeah, they just use sign language, and, like... Everybody's yelling, you can't hear a thing? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and, like, I mean, and that would actually be kind of oh, cool, man. though. That would be very interesting, eh? Because it'd be, like, a therapy group... If you do thing. make money off this, um, let me know. And yeah. Uh, yeah, this way, if you say it's a solo thing, I'll be like, remember this video, Kyle? Right? Yeah, I'll throw it back, but no, it's all good. Take it. But it's us. like, it's actually, it's funny because I haven't thought about yesterday in a long time. Because I mean, I, partially because I've watched a ton of random content. Fair. But I don't know. It's It's been since I was like 22, 23 that I've watched yeah. your stuff. But Jeez. it's that, it's that, like the motto mm. of like seek discomfort right. that... Like, it's, it's like, with the death cafe, like, going to the death cafes when you're only 22. And then, like, from that all the way to, like, take, going to conferences where I was clearly not, like, I where I didn't fit in or, like, yeah. I was in Toronto, or Toronto in 2019, so before COVID. Yeah. And by fluke, there was a Latin American startup conference. So it was a conference full of Latin American startups that all came from like different areas yeah. and they all pitched. And so it was, and it was amazing. That's crazy. How'd you, okay. How'd you hear about this? Like Google. how do you, you just Google, yeah. you just like shit to do on this day. Honestly. Like as simple as that sounds. Google is, Google has been my best friend for years. Jeez. So that's how you found out about the death cafe. Yeah. And events all the time. You and go like, events in Subway today or whatever and the, that yeah. just came up and you're like, oh, huh, like, yeah, man. It's really like, it's funny because over the years very, people ask it's like too simple. Like it's, it it's does like it's an easy thing right there. Like, and I think that's the, like the beauty of it. Yeah. Eh? Just the simplicity in it. Yeah. Eh? Mm. Because then like it's, and it's so, like, it, it really is. It's funny Whoa. over the, over the years, how many times I've been asked like, yo dude, like you're everywhere. Like, how do you do that? And I'm like, mm. I just use Google. Yeah. And I like a lot of things, and I just put that put in the time to sit down and just search for events and like find things that I could be like that I might like or like might get value out of. Yeah, interesting, dude. I like that. I love that approach. I think that's a very, very open-minded approach to doing things. And you're like, hey, man, I like a lot of shit, and I think. I think you're a great example of, and I'm sure you've heard this solution, but people are like, I don't know what to do or with my life. I don't know what I do. I'm like, fucking try some shit. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, you'll figure it out. Try it. People are like, oh, what have you done? Well, I worked at one job in retail. I'm like, well, you have no idea what you want to do with that, right? Yeah. But I think, so I think you're the epitome of the ants of the, the solution to the problem of I don't know what to do. Yeah. I think you epitomize that very well just with the how open-minded you are towards things. 
Yeah. And there's some like like with the I hear the Death Cafe, I've seen other stuff you've done, I've been around, um, heard people share things where you've come up in conversation, I'm like, it's very, very, you're not, I wouldn't say all over the place because it takes away, yeah. but, but like quite literally all over the place. It's, it's diverse like, in a way, very, yeah. Thank you, that was a better word. And I appreciate that, man, like, because no that's like, that's I mean something that. that I worked really hard to build up, so like, I'm really glad that you said that because it's, no, for sure, man. it kind of, I mean it, thanks, like, and it's, because it's one of those, it's, it's, it never was really on purpose. Right. I'm just a strange kind of dude. Yeah. And I just like a lot of shit. Right. And I don't like to sit still or, like, be in one, like, one track. Right. Like, even, like, when I make goals, so, like, every year I'll make goals, I have mm -hmm. eight categories. Jesus. So Thank I'll have, like, that. like spiritual, well, there's one for, like, spirituality, yeah. one for, like, marketing, one for, like, poetry, one for podcasting. Whoa. And so I'll break it down. Dude, I love that. It's so much easier, man. Yeah? Does it make it easier to accomplish them or just, yeah, eh? Yeah, and then you can also categorize. Like, maybe it's because, the, like, the way my brain works. Yeah. Like, it's it works in a really fucking weird way where right. I can, like, it's all boxes in my head. Right. And just, so if I, like, we're, we're going to do this interview and then, like, in five years, yeah. someone will mention your name and I can immediately, like, I, like, I can visualize, like, just finding that box on the shelf and open it. And I'll uh, somehow remember, like, all the shit that we just said. Yeah. And so it's the same thing with, like, the goals where, like, all this poetry will be so specific that I want to finish a poetry collection this year. Right. And for podcasting that I want to get onto CBC. Nice. And so I, I mean, it, it does work and it doesn't, like, there's flaws to it as well. Right. Because you can't have too many goals. No, because then it's that whole thing of like you can't half-ass two things, you whole-ass one thing, right? Yeah. You spread yourself too thin, right? But and originally, I mean, that's what I did. Like, yeah. I think the in twenty nineteen, that's when I started doing this type of like goal setting. Mm -hmm. And I would make like four, like four or five categories, and there's three bullet points for each one. <laughs> now, do you approach that like those goals by like how do you break those down? Like once you have the goals, like, how do you go about attacking them? Like, go, excuse me, implementing the steps. Because I think goals are great, but if you don't have systems in place or habits yeah. you're trying to build, like, what? how do you go about starting to build the habits to achieve those goals? I'd say it's, a lot of it is just I approach it like how you would approach, like, manifesting something. Right. Like, if a friend of mine, um, she has a, she just told me yesterday, actually, that she has, like, a wish jar. Where every three months she'll just have a jar just like this, and then she'll write yeah. um, like a wish on the card yeah. that she wants to visit a new waterfall, and just toss it in the jar, and then you put it on the shelf. And so, like, man, that was so that was cinematic. That was, that was great. Really, that was really cool. <laughs> I almost think you take you're taking away doing what you just did by talking about it, but that's okay. I know, yeah, but it's I like, uh, oh, yeah. My, see like, a my, fourth wall, yeah. Yeah, like my ADHD completely kicked in there for a second. No, I was like, perfect. whoa, that flowed. Yeah. But uh But it's just it's like the like of like a wish jar or like right. just tiny things. Yeah. Like all that because in the end, like, I don't know, I mean a goal like there's goals, but then there's like there's landmarks or like things you wanna like things you wanna do. Right. Like I've never been a big believer and I could like for some reason I could never really get behind like number based goals okay you know like you know like where if someone wants like 10,000 followers I don't like those thing. either yeah it's no not, it's not realistic because you start to because your happiness now is depicted by a number or yeah. analytic that somebody 
else. Because here's the thing, check this out. My most viewed uh, podcast is on is actually a Facebook video podcast done that was over ten thousand views. Yeah, the it's a two and a half hour episode. The average view duration of that episode is forty three seconds. Of course, that's atrocious. That's always how it is. Like that's it's, not good. That's no, not what I want. I'll take eight people watching it the whole fucking thing. Right, and that's always. the worst part about stats. So because, I hate them. Yeah. I avoid them. I don't care. It's great stats. If well for YouTube, it's a money thing, but yeah. it isn't. Really oh, with podcasting and stats as well. Like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, with the music podcast, like I remember looking at the numbers and yeah. like some episodes would only get thirty downloads, but then mm-hmm. when you look on Facebook, the impressions are like eight hundred, yeah. and you're like, "What? How is this? It's tough." Yeah, like but, it's the contrast, and like you're right, man. Like it really is. Like and like when and I bet like when you saw the that number that people dropped it after a minute. Not even. Yeah. I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> Like, it's so deflating. It's bad. I kind of expected it, though. Just, um, but that kind of goes, coincides with my next, with kind of what I want to ask you next. Have you ever had, and, uh, don't take this as me asking, um, because Mm. I feel this way, but have you ever had a conversation that, like, halfway through it, like, a podcast episode specifically, that halfway through it, or as you kind of get into it, you're like, yeah. Fuck, I shouldn't have asked this person to be on the show. Oh, so many times. Yeah? So many times. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And because, like, there's, you know, like, you can't be... The thing with podcasting that, Mm -hmm. like, you've probably discovered it now, too, especially that you've done so many interviews. Yeah. Sometimes you just, you don't hit the mark. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's someone that looks really good online or, like, has an interesting thing that they do. Yeah. But then they come on to a podcast and start talking. And they don't meet expectations. No, it's just all. so dull. Yeah, yeah. Or like the, or you ask them, you know, like, this is a great ad- event. Like, you know, who's working on it with you? And they're like, oh, it's just me. But then, and then, but then when you look at the detail, details of the event, there's catering. Yeah. And, and like, his, their family's helping and they have someone hired. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, take me through the longest, give me the longest possible. And this is a healthy piece of advice for anyone yeah. coming on a podcast i'm gonna word it this way find the longest possible way to answer a question yes honestly like take eight minutes i'll gladly sit there and attentively listen as well as i will and as well as you're ever gonna see and as well as i can if you send spend their eight minutes telling me about why you're the dog you have at home is your favorite dog yeah. i'll attentively listen as best as i can and be engaged the whole time. But if you say, he's good, I'm like, all right, yeah. well, you turn people off that way, not to mention the people trying to listen and watch at home or doing whatever. Yeah, I, like, you're right, dude. Like, I, like that, is, that is legit. That's timeless advice because, yeah. like, when you're on a podcast and when you have to talk, mm-hmm. no one realizes how quick it is, like, or, like, how quick an answer can really be yeah. if you don't give detail. Because, you so, know, like, 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 I remember there's I did an interview with a hip-hop artist, and we spoke for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. I asked maybe, like, 10, 11 questions. Jesus. And then we went to, like, a, a song commercial break, and I was like, dude, you have to answer long. You have to give more answers. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, come dude, on. Yeah. Speak to me. Wow. Like, this show is I'm an hour long, you. yeah. and you've answered 10 questions about your personal life and how you make music all in the first 10 minutes. And I'm sure they're all like mildly similar yeah right? especially when you're in a niche when especially when you're in a niche focus right when it comes to like music and stuff like that and yeah. like you're diving into the specifics of that one person 
And it's probably worse when that person's very young or like if that person's young, they have it. Look, if you're 45, you've been through some shit. Yeah. But if you're young, there has to be a multitude of reasons for you to be interesting. And I yes. found that with like guests of mine. I got like I had a, I had a handful of people who this honestly I'm blessed to only have had this maybe two three times where it's been like oof. it's rare like it it, it is pretty rare when it happens yeah. and like I don't know about you but I find it's when you least expect it like it's when you That's hype someone up yeah. the most or like especially in your head like I may maybe not so much where I'm like oh everybody ask questions check this person out because then they get excited about it or they yeah. put a pressure on themselves so they end up performing but it's more just yeah I, the first bigger person that I had on my show in terms of like they've accomplished a lot they've done stuff they're a bit older than my past few guests which were friends of mine yeah so I'm like okay it's like the first adult on the show and yeah. then I'm like ooh rough rough listen and it did okay like it did okay he shared it everybody shared it it went well but I was just like ooh I was like stretching I asked like 15 things and only 8 minutes had gone by and I'm like oh man I'm like I can't oh. cut it off at 8 minutes because that's not a podcast that's like a quick <sighs> yeah I hate like, those times man good. like it has to be at least 20 at least 30 minutes I think for it to be like okay I think 40 minutes is good um yeah, yeah. the only like thing worse an hour than and a bit. I don't know I don't know, the, the only thing audience. worse than those moments is when you get a guest that self-sabotages themselves. Yeah. Like, there is there is a band from that's from Northern Ontario that, mm -hmm. like, they came on my show because they're doing a festival. Nice. And they just, like, tore themselves apart the whole show. Like, they talked about how they don't know how to play guitar. Dude, we're trying to get people try. to watch your show. Yeah. Oh, and it was just—it was so it was it was excruciating because to try to guide them away from it. Yeah, and I mean they're all like mid thirties and they have kids and they don't really care. But it was just so hard. Like, but my thing with that, dude, to cut you off. Sorry, I don't mean anything. No, it's all good, man. Like, it just triggered me with this: is if somebody doesn't care, like if you don't care enough to like hype yourself up, like what they're saying, you're like, yeah, man, they just didn't care. I'm like. If you don't care, how do you expect other people to, right? If you're yeah. half-assing something, how do you expect other people to... Like, people are drawn to people who are like, man, his passion or her passion yeah. to this. People are drawn to passion alone on yeah. things at a worldwide stage. And so for people not to give a shit... And honestly, there's part of me that felt if I was in that position now... Yeah. I've been like, guys, why? I don't understand why you're... Why are you guys being so negative on yourselves? Like, yeah. do you want people to show up or not? And actually, that's what right I did. I, so Good. I legit, bro, like, I would make offhand, like, so jokes about it. You would, like, try and be like, hey, hey, hey. At least that, like, hey, that's that's good. Yeah, because, like, after, after like, they... You only put up with it for so long, though. Well, yeah, and when, when the guest, or, like, already says, like, they can't play guitar, then, like, 20 minutes later, when you ask about the album, you can be like, yes, like, it must have been weird writing an album when you don't know chords. Yeah, and they're like, it was. They're like, and then they answer because, like, you basically like, there's, there's something like, it's just, it's like, it's psychological slash right. like a personality trait. But for sure, if someone's self-deprecating, mm -hmm. and then you can meet them on their level that right. way. Like, it's if, good in a humorous way, though. Yes. But it almost discredits not only what they're doing, what they're about to say, yeah, but also your time. Honestly, and it's like there's it's a disrespect. I almost think it's yeah, it's disrespectful in a way. Like it's well, okay, it's also a lack of self esteem or like or other people yeah. in their life maybe have 
like have destroyed their self esteem in a in a way. Right. Like it's it's one of those things. Like I don't know. It's it's uh, too bad because I mean like for someone that's young, like that's cause, like especially like that's when you if, if that's when you got it, your confidence yeah. gets hit the most. It then, takes like, yeah. longer to get it back, right? And now I think in a funny in a funny sense that exact same thing kind of took place. There was a. Uh, my good buddy Connor LaRock threw on a, they put on a, uh, like a night of mismatches a couple yeah. years ago, right? And, yeah, I remember that. Nice. And so, yeah, it was fun. And I ended up, uh, I was on the side of the stage when I overheard, um, after Fortunate Losers played, they came down and one of the guys said, um, the guy's like, fuck, my guitar wasn't plugged in that whole time. <laughs> and I lost it. I was like, dude, what the fuck, man? He's like, I don't know if anybody noticed. <laughs> and I'm walking around, and then I'm talking to my guitar instructor later. Shout out to him, Cam. Uh, and he goes, he goes, nah. You a real like if there are any musicians in the crowd, they'd be able to tell. Yeah. He's like, I. He's like, you can kind of hear, you can see what they're playing, and if you can't make out the sound, and you're like, yeah, why am I not hearing this E chord you're playing? Yeah. Huh? You're playing a hard power chord right now. And I don't hear a thing. Weird. Yeah, and I no. think that's a good point because, like, so, like, me and my friends, just because I've experienced and seen a lot of, like, way more shit than I have, than anyone yeah. ever needs to see in their life, sure. just because of the people that I've met and things I've done and just places I've put myself in. Sure. Um, and a lot of my friends are the same. And so, like, we'll joke around like that. Right. And, we'll, like, it'll be a self-deprecating kind of humor. Right. It's humor. Yeah. It's humor, and it's also, yeah. we're all aware that we're all really intelligent. Right. So, there's a line of, like, it's a, like, it's a way to break the ice. Yeah. But it's also a way to kind of, like, bond over, like, at, as intelligent people. Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's like sarcasm. Very much, yeah. That it works well with friends. Yeah. But in the case of, like, the dude from the band, or, like... like that example, yeah. Or even, like, on a podcast when someone does it, it's just, like... It's, yeah. I know it's not good, no. you know? No, it's not. Because it, it discredits, yeah. Yeah, very much so, very much so. And I think that discredits very... It's frustrating, man, at the end of yeah. the day. It is. I think it was last year, um, or the year before, like, I actually made, like, a... Just out of curiosity, because I was doing some market research on podcasting, um, I made a spreadsheet mm. on Excel of all the podcasts in Northern Ontario. Jeez! And, uh, Tell yeah, me about that. <laughs> there's 45. In Northern Ontario, eh? Alone, yeah. Why do I feel there should be more? Honestly, that's a lot for for this area. And I'm sure not many of them are that good. No. I'm sure there's also some, like, dude, put it in perspective, I've created three. Yeah. I have one right now. Yeah. I've created one, didn't go. I've fell short after five, six months. Um, created another one, fell short after a couple months. But the common denominator between all of these shows is there was a co host each time it failed. Yeah. That's usually the factor. I fucking hate co hosts. It's ass. I have. I opened the floor up for, I want people to guest host if they want. Yes. Right? And so I'm like, I can have a couple people and guest hosts come on, and then it's kind of like they pick the person, they pick kind of the I, the framework of the show and all that stuff, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, my studio and my shit. So it kind of works out that way. But 45, eh? Yeah. And I mean, some of those, so like, yeah. ha if I remember, it's been a while since I've looked at it, but there is, about half of them are co-hosted. Mm-hmm. 
and then the other half are solo stuff, like so, like yeah. only one host. And there's like five or six wrestling podcasts. There's a few about video games and like uh, health. There's random business ones. Um, I think I am one of the only music podcasts that nice, is Nice, man. Good for you. Besides this guy that used to live in Sudbury, but now he's in uh, Toronto. Mm. And his show is called No Sleep Till Sudbury. Nice. He does music interviews, but... Like, it's just, it was just a random research no thing that I researched, because I was like... No yeah, yo, it's... And, and I like, like His that. show is great. I like that a lot. Good. Because the whole... And, like, idea. his show concept... Because, like, shout out to Brent Jensen, because, like, his... The show is really well done. Nice. Where he'll bring musicians on, and he'll get them to pick five songs, and talk about why they chose those five songs. That's cool. And That's it's cool. just, like, a, Like, you can see behind the scenes of, like, what the musician likes, or, like... Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a song that's yeah. really sentimental, and that's then they, cool. and like they share a story about their life. Wow, dude, I love that. Yeah, that's really cool. I always thought it, I thought there'd be more, and I like the I like the idea. I think it's very very. The market overall is very saturated, and I think yeah. at the end of the day, it comes down to do something that you want to do. Don't do it as a cause for like, ooh, everybody's doing it. Yeah. But if you do something that you like to do, and I think the key that I've kind of just started to realize lately is doing it consistently. Yes. Right? It's the biggest, biggest, biggest thing. And I gave I gave a buddy of mine advice, and he didn't take it. Oh, <laughs> I love when that happens, though. I mean, like, there's yeah, something I mean, funny and satisfying about it. But, like... <laughs> <laughs> right, and like the thing is, I told him this, I've started to imply it, and I told him, and where it frustrated me was, I'm like, he started to show, there were three, um, and then remind me, I have a question and ask you about the research process for that, but I ended up, uh, I told him, I was like, hey man, can I offer you, we were doing like an Instagram live one day, one night, and I was like, hey man, like, uh, can I, I'm like, I know you just started the show, you're a couple, you're like two episodes in, it's this really big, like, you put, punt, punt, sorry, Jesus Christ pushed it like crazy everybody's going you got like 130 comments of, like this project's so cool i'm like yeah this is gonna kill it i was like can i offer you a piece of advice i've been doing it a year and a half now this is like earlier this year and, right right uh new year and uh buddy goes i'm like he's like yeah for sure and i'm like take me seriously when i say this be i'm like cons- discipline i was like consistency i'm like yeah. if you're consistent you'll be fine. But I told him, I'm like, there's a statistic that I read, or sorry, that I read in a presentation that this guy was doing, um, this gentleman, Ryan McMahon. Yep. He was like a really good comedian. He was like, um, hey, 83% of podcasts don't have more than three episodes. Yep. And I'm like, no shit. Because one of them I had has yep. three episodes. And that and a lot of that list is, that. is the same thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I left them all on the list just because it's just helpful to know and like if yeah. I ever like if I ever have a client who wants to start a podcast and they're like this thing about topics yeah. then I can ref- I can look at the list and be like I mean it's interesting because there's like no one's done it before or like someone has tried it and only did three shows but right. but you're right man because actually during COVID I stopped doing music podcasts because I knew it wasn't worth it to compete with people that are going to try to do three shows and quit yeah just because it's something that it's a great idea at first, mm-hmm. but it's really hard to maintain. It's difficult. It's tough, man. It's tough to get like guests. It's tough to like keep on top of them. Yeah. People commit and then bail, and I'm like, fucking my wits end with that, man. Honestly, like, I'm at my wits end with that. I'm like, oh man, like if one one more person is like, yeah, I'll do it, and then just 
doesn't. <laughs> it's not ideal. But uh, yeah, essentially, what was your research process like to find out all the, like, how'd you go about your Google search? Uh, I, yeah, I did all, actually did kind of like keyword searches. Yeah. So like, I used that, like the SEO approach yeah. where like you look for, with keywords and yeah. then just did that for podcasts. So like, so I specifically searched like on Facebook and Instagram and LinkedIn and Google and mine showed up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Yours did. Oh, and then yeah. like, I'm trying to remember what else there was. Like there was, there's a couple of guys from Eastlink and nah. like th- then that's how the wrestling podcast showed up Yeah. because when you search Northern Ontario podcast, mm. it's there. Right. I mean, the other, like the other like hack that I did with it is that I have a Google alert set up so that. With different, like, specific words. Right, for business, yeah. Yeah. And one of them is also, like, Northern Ontario Podcast. So, every week, I get an email with that will, like, that if a story came out, came up that has those words, I'll get suggested it. That's awesome. Yeah. How did you set that up? Or is that just, like, a very specific Google thing that you Um, did? it's called Google Alert. Yeah. So, like... You just set it up? Yeah, when you, like, huh. when you go into, like, a, it's somewhere, either, like, in the email or somewhere and like... The Google mm-hmm. settings, but you can make a Google alert and then yeah. you'll actually get an email, like whether it's whether you want it every day and like if you're nuts, you yeah, do it every day. Go once a week. Right? At but and it's like it was it's it was a way that I I which is like it's like a trade secret actually, so like you're hearing it here first. <laughs> this is how I did it, guys. <laughs> um <laughs> and it's the like it was the Google alerts. Yeah. So I had I deleted a lot of them last last week actually because I realized I don't need I don't need them anymore. Right. But I used to have an alert set up for the words uh, Subbury events, mm-hmm. Subbury poetry, um, Subbury entrepreneurship, um, Subbury startup, and just everything else like very specific things. And so then when I get the email, mm-hmm. it actually keeps me up to date. So like that's how I found a lot of the businesses and companies for the like the radio show through those emails because then interesting yeah man like that's genius dude and it's so simple too yeah because all you have to like you just you get the like you just get the email and like just skim it and every now and then you'll just see an article that like subreddit.com wrote yeah because no one actually reads subreddit.com let's be honest (laughs) like I mean I'm fine saying it (laughs) unless like unless you are like a parent or like an older, yeah, more, like they get their news from Facebook. Yeah, yeah. Like Subbury dot com is a good is a good news source. It's just the average person, mm-hmm. I guess, in my like under thirty five, no. doesn't read it. Probably mm-hmm. highly unlikely. Yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, like it's just like you'll some like even the other day, like I got an alert about a Northern Ontario podcast. Nice. Where it's these, where it's a guy that started in Northern Ontario, then interviews hockey players. Huh. Brett. Uh, Fauzi, okay. I think his name is. Yeah. And it's a ju- and the podcast is huge now. Nice. Like he's had like the Felino nice. twins on, yeah. and like the NHL is potentially going to sponsor them. Oh, that's cool. And huh. and the only reason I found it was because I had a Google alert for Northern Ontario Northern Ontario podcast. Yeah. And there's a whole article on these guys huh. and how they traveled to Toronto, and I was like, "What? This thing exists? That's cool. No way. Jesus, yeah." Huh. And so that's how I found a lot of the events over the years, and the podcasts, and like companies, mm-hmm. because 
like it, it kind of automates the pro- like, like yeah, it's automation for the process instead of. Interesting. I've kind of I, next year is gonna be huge for it, but I think there's a way I want to kind of streamline it to be mainstream in a way. I'm just trying to. Mm-hmm. I got a bunch of like projects and like things I'm trying to work on, like just closing the gap on and then just diving into. Like I'm just gonna. Well, that's it. the hard. That that's honestly the hardest part. Like mm-hmm. I. I still struggle with that. Yeah. Like, my brain's all over the place. Right. And so, like, I'll try to do a bunch of different things at once. Mm. And trying to streamline them, like, I'm better now. Right. But that's because I've failed and fucked up so many times. You have to, man. You yeah. have to. Like, it's a... Every now and then, if I just want a reminder of to, like, keep going, I'll open up a Word document that I have where I've tracked every, like, tiny thing I've done. Mm. And it's three... No, four pages long. Jeez. And it's just, I'm like, it's, like, 12-point font. Mm-hmm. Or, like, 11 or 12. And, like, yeah. it's just random stuff. Like, wrote a marketing plan for this charity. Yeah. And then organized this event. Mm-hmm. And then um, created blank for someone else. Right. And then, like... Um, and then, like, volunteered for a, like, a youth leadership conference. Mm. Nice. And then, like, in, in all the way to, all the way to, like, attended the Latin American Startup Conference. Yeah. Like, it's just a bullet point list of all this stuff just because, I can't remember all of it. <laughs> Honestly. No, man, I don't blame you, like you said. 11 point font. Jeez. Nice. Yeah, like, and it's, like, at this point, it is a long list, but I had to make it. Yeah, because I I just like to try a bunch of stuff and like really put myself out there, mm-hmm. and I mean it's maybe why I'm just so knowledgeable and like people think I'm yeah. so brilliant and talented. Nice. I just know a lot of shit. Like I've just seen a lot of things. Yeah, it's a lot of perspective you've kind of soaked up over the years. Yeah, and I think what's cool and I wanted to compliment you earlier on it, but your ability with goal setting to compartmentalize what your like hobbies or pat I don't like that word it kind of takes the like love out of it but the passion projects yeah and kind of the business and like stuff you're focusing on it, it enables you sorry it enables you to kind of focus and streamline some of them which makes it a lot more productive in the long run right absolutely yeah like I think that's the main reason I do it like it took me you know it wasn't until I was like 22 I think that mm-hmm. I finally understood that that's how my brain works best right because I tried smart goals and I tried yeah. other ways, but then once I found out that in order to like actually kind of like work with, like even to get myself motivated and to like avoid the like the depression, yeah. numbness, it's I have to compare. I have to like for me personally, I have to I have to compartmentalize. Right, and and it does really work. Nice. Because then you can also categorize. So when you go to a um, I don't know, like a chamber of commerce, uh, like their monthly, like gatherings, mm-hmm. event meetings, whatever. Um, if I see that, on, if I see that it's happening, mm-hmm. then I can think about, okay, so what's my business goal? Right. Does it fit with this? Or like, is there someone at this event yeah. that I, that can actually help me? Interesting. It like brings the- focus and meaning to kind of yeah. why 
going to certain things. Yeah, yeah. because then you have intention with everything. Right, which because is huge, man. Honestly, and there's dude. more fulfillment as you go. Oh, because then sometimes, like, like when it comes to concerts, yeah. Then when I go to it, I know I'm just going for fun because right. I love the music. Right. But then there's other times that if it's a concert, I will actually go with the intention to talk to the band for an interview. Mm. Like if I see them, I'll be like, dude. I need to get that, like, I need to t ask them for interview. Yeah, you need to talk to them. Yeah. And so, like, but, and, and, like, with art shows sometimes, like, I'll specifically go just because, like, like, like I want to see the art. Right. But also the people you talk to mm -hmm. are really, are, re are a really big part of the community. Mm -hmm. And there's a good chance that I'll meet someone who can help me with my goal for poetry or comedy oh, or, like, mean. fundraising. Yeah. That's super cool, man. That's it's, a good way to do it. It's it's effortless, yeah. and it's I don't know like if I think about it, it's kind of like letting the universe take over. Yeah, like you're setting a good intention, and like you have a good purpose to go, and then you're basically just saying like, all right, universe, you know I want to do this, and like I don't expect anything, but like mm -hmm. at least bring me some good shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You manifest it, right? Yeah, because it's something like it's, and like over the year, like I. Looking back, it's I'm getting way better at it now than I used to. Yeah. But like I don't think that's a big part of it. Right. Like, because it's or even like I don't know if you think about it, like instead of calling calling it goals, like mm. you could even like make it like your manifesting list if you want to get like really nerdy, You're really and weird. philosophical about it. Yeah. yeah. Or like your like your soul fulfillment list if you yeah. want to get Buddhist. <laughs> yeah, it depends on who you are. Yeah, I think so. Interesting. So, as we kind of come to an end about uh, yeah. to, for today, I'm sure you'll. Uh, I mean, I'm sure we'll chop it up again soon. Oh but, yeah, because that aren't halfway by. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I'm <laughs> definitely not looking like fuck, man. I ran out of material. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, it's more just it's getting later. I work early. Um, but kind of, do you have like a last piece of like advice or um, something? that you want to kind of pass on to people who watch it or if they just catch this last part or something yeah. that you want uh, to resonate with the audience. So, uh, I, uh, yeah. let them hear it. I think that everyone should just honestly just say F it and do something. Yeah. Like in, and really push the comfort level. Like it doesn't have to be. And by that, I mean like, like this, this, this advice isn't like, go do, like, go jump off a cliff, like, right. bungee jumping, it's more like, just go to a restaurant you never, that you, that you've never gone to before. Yeah. Or, like, go to a restaurant by yourself. That's a huge one. Yeah. And it, like, it's because it's so small things that every tiny moment that you push your comfort level and have to, like, really accept discomfort and, like, really get used to feeling, like... I don't really want to be here. Like I'm right. really awkward. Like are people watching? Yeah. I'm a good enough. Right. Then after a while, like you can really do whatever you want because you get like you get so good at being uncomfortable mm -hmm. that it's kind of like a there's like there's a science behind, it's like thrill seeking. Right. That with people that do mountain climbing, they have they've pushed their brains so far with being uncomfortable that they're just not afraid. Interesting. You get to that point where you're like, all right, there's, it's fearless. Yeah. And so like, it's, 
it's kind of like, I guess in a way, like, that's the advice, is, like, just be a mountain climber, but you don't need mounts to do it, honestly. Wow. I love it. Kyle, where can people find you? What do they... you got going on? Mics are here. Camera's there. <laughs> Roll out the red carpet for you, brother. Let them know. <laughs> That's a classic hot ones, actually. That was yeah, good. I would do that. I like that. Thank you, man. I watch, I watch, that. I watch <laughs> way too many episodes every single day. You every nailed morning, the Every morning I start with it, dude. I love Sean Evans. <laughs> uh, so you can all find me at Buddy the Prophet. Uh, so P-R-O-P-H-E-T. On Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, and a bunch of other on Medium, a bunch of other random places. Like, you know, for some reason, the name is not claimed anywhere. Even TikTok is available. It's Amazing. And, uh, and if you do ever need content for your, for your company, or if you have no idea how to mark, like, sell something or market something, yeah. and you want something that's really out of the box and creative, but works, then just go to poacherghost.com. Nice. But otherwise, yeah. I know. You see me around at comedy shows. Nice. Yeah. I'm doing a poetry slam on New Year's Eve, I think. Oh, cool. Which is exciting, and okay. yeah, just, I'll be nice. around. Right on, brother. <laughs> I really, uh, listen, I really appreciate your time today. I really enjoyed picking your brain, and I just, man, I really like talking to you. So it's, yeah, this was this amazing, was dude. Like, it's, it was, and it was fun, too, to, like, kind of go back and, yeah. like, really, like, can probably, like, summarize just, like, what I've done into... Nice. Tips. <laughs> right on, brother. I really appreciate it. So thank you very much, man. Yeah, awesome. Man.